I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Frugia from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organised. We can't wait to share with you all of our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. All right, let's get started. You've joined us for episode three of the art of decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organizing your wardrobe again. This is part two. Awesome. So Kirsty, I think what it'd be really good to cover a few things for people today. I'd love to hear what products you recommend for wardrobe storage and what systems you find work best for different types of wardrobes. All right. I think that you are the go-to girl for all of this stuff. I <laughs> just usually use what I've got in my client's wardrobes. We don't. Yeah, right. You are awesome at this. So today is your show. Today is the Amy <laughs> Ravel from Simply Organising show. <laughs> well, I certainly do love my product. It actually increases the capacity and the capabilities of, say, a wardrobe. And so I've done things with people from not having to buy anything and just using what they've got in their wardrobe to a full rip down of the existing wardrobe, a rebuild of the wardrobe, and then purchasing every single thing that goes in it. So I'll probably, let's talk about maybe the middle ground. Um, And someone's already got a wardrobe, say a built-in wardrobe, they've already got uh, rails and say a chest of drawers, and they've already got their hangers and that kind of thing. So that's probably the most common wardrobe one I do. Would you say the same, Kirsty? Yeah, that's usually what I work with. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Um, so I've got a couple of tips for wardrobes. The first one is to hang every single thing that you can hang. Yes. So I'm not just to hang your shirts. We hang T-shirts, jumpers, yes. dresses, singlet tops. Yes. Everything single thing that we can hang, we do hang. Now, I realize that, you know, with really cheap wire coat hangers, that will ruin your clothes and leave really big marks in the shoulders. But if you buy good quality coat hangers, um, and I don't mean the ones that are like $5 per coat hanger, even the ones that came out, it's actually a name for the little insert where you put like the singlet top sleeve. Do you know what the name of that is? No, hit me with it. I don't know, but my client said it this week and I said, I've never heard that before. 
So I'll find out what it is and we'll put it in the show notes, but it's just, it's just a bit of a did you know fact. But those kind of coat hangers can be used for pretty much anything. And so I really like to reduce the amount of stuff in drawers because I think drawers is a bit of a no man's land yes. that once things are hung, it's really easy to flick through and find what you're looking for. Yes. So for my kids, even everything's hung, basketball uniforms, all their school uniforms, T-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, tank tops, every single thing that we can hang gets hung. Oh, I'm a bit um, and the reason for that, what do you do in the kids' rooms? Uh, in the kids' room, rooms, we use drawers just because it saves more space because kid, our kids' bedrooms don't aren't that big. And right. so I like the, the space I like the space saving aspect of a drawer for yeah. kids, but that's also because our kids don't have that many clothes. But yes, um, for our for adults, I love hanging stuff. But you keep telling me what you love, Amy. We're different, oh. and that's a good thing. <laughs> then I'd love to hear what you do for your kids. <laughs> so our kids in their wardrobes as well. We we've done a in this house a full pull out of all existing wardrobes and a rebuild. So rebuilt to size to fit the internal fittings from an IKEA system called the Algot. Um, and so we've used that in all three of our wardrobes. So basically we have full hanging space, the full width of any wardrobe. That is my advice because as soon as you put cubby holes or drawers up too high, you can't actually see in them anyway. Yes. So I say go as much hanging as you can and then anything from about 70 centimetres down, so from the ground to about 70 centimetres, I say we want that to be really functional drawers and I actually say baskets over drawers. And so what I mean by baskets is that we use mesh baskets rather than closed drawers because I find that closed drawers where you can't actually see anything that's in there, kids pull stuff out, chuck stuff in, and you can't actually find where it is. So if I just give you an example, so in my bedroom, I've got um, full rails up the top and underneath from zip, from the ground up to 70 centimetres, I've got mesh baskets and I've got four different systems, so four different lots of the same system. And so there's probably, let me work it out, I think about 12 baskets that I use. And I think I've mentioned this before, in a basket, nothing gets folded. So the baskets store things like, I'll tell you exactly what they store. I've got one for my undies. I've got one for bras. I've got one for, so I've got one for skirts that I can't hang. So some of my skirts just don't hang very well and so or they fall off. So I've got those in a drawer. I've got one for socks and stockings, one for leggings, one for my pyjamas, one for bathers and swimwear, one for my workout gear, one for my headwear, so hats, beanies. I even keep some of my gloves in there. Um, and then I've got a couple of drawers. One is specifically for sun hats and caps. One is for, uh, so travel packs. So we use travel pods whenever we travel. So you say you put all your yeah, torches and all your lingerie in one and, you know, that kind of thing. So that's got our travel packs in there. And I have one double drawer that keeps any bags in it. So it's my travel bag, my beach bag, and it's not really a spare handbag. It's more an over-the-shoulder satchel that I take if we're out walking or something like that. So that's the drawers that I have. So as you can hear, none of those things need folding, which Mm -hmm. is awesome news for someone like me who hates folding. And it functions really well. I also have on top of those mesh baskets a big long shelf so that dust doesn't kind of fall into them and, and it protects the things inside. And so that's what I really help clients with is to categorize. So I said, 
let me start from the start. Whenever I start in a in a wardrobe, the first thing I say to clients is before I come in the days leading up, I want you to make sure that you're up to date with your washing and your putting away of your clean clothes. Yes. Simply because if there's a whole basket of washing in the bedroom and there's two lo- two loads on the line, another load maybe in the dryer, we're not getting a full picture of kind of how their wardrobe works. Yes. So I say if you're going to declutter and organize your wardrobe, have almost every single item in there. Yes, I remember going to a client's once and we were going to work on her wardrobe, but she had probably around seven, eight loads of washing all around the house. So I just made her stop and we did washing. Yeah. So we went through and put on the four loads of washing that she needed to do. I helped her hang the clothes out. I helped them, helped her sort them, put them back where they needed to go because it was pointless working on wardrobes with so many clothes not in the wardrobes and they still had so many clothes in the wardrobes. So, but that harping back to what we were talking about last week, it just depends on how long laundry takes in a household. Cycles like, and if there's seven loads of laundry outstanding, then you, and their wardrobes are full, I that's when I go. Well, there's something that can be improved here. We can it's a pretty good indicator that there's the clothes a little bit excess. Yeah, we can let go of some clothes because then you'll be more motivated to be on top of your laundry when you've run out of undies. Absolutely. <laughs> and look, my kids. If I didn't do the laundry, probably I think probably minimum twice a week. So we can't get Monday to Friday without washing because the kids don't have enough uniforms. And that's intentional. I don't want to spend all that extra money on clothes. They outgrow really quickly when I can just wash the ones they use and then, you know, replace them at the end of a school year and get them the size that they actually need the following year. Yes. Yes. We, we are the same. We, we wash probably on average every second day, but some days it can be every day. But that makes it for us in our family and how we work and our schedules, that works perfectly for us because it means that there's only one load of washing to be put away on any Uh one given day, which makes it really easy to, I just get the kids to put them all into three piles and they put Uh them away straight away and it's done. And in five minutes you've gone from having the clothes off the line to back in their drawers. Exactly. So we make it one process. And what I find a lot of clients do is they, oh, we've totally transgressed from the Yes, we have. Wardrobe, but that's okay. I'm but, sure our um, listeners will enjoy the diversion. Exactly. So um, what I say to people is you want to try and make your laundry a flowing process rather than hang the washing out, bring the washing in. The washing then sits in the laundry before it's sorted and then it sits in different sorting baskets until someone puts it away. What if you could take stuff off the washing line and actually place it in the three different baskets for the three different rooms in the house it's going to go into? Like what if that could be one step? And what if instead of bringing it in and dumping it all in the laundry, you bought it in and placed it on the bed of the room that it belonged to and then that person, so for instance my nine-year-old, then puts away his washing, returns the basket to the laundry. Because sometimes they think we overcomplicate it and we say, well, it's, you know, it takes me three days to get through a load of washing. Well, that's because you're stopping and starting all the time. What if we could actually make it just a really easy flow process? So that then goes back to the, so the great thing about bringing your washing in and having it ready to put straight away is that if you've got a wardrobe that's really smartly set up, that has systems and it's easy and it makes sense, it's actually really quick to put your washing away. And so you reduce that kind of stage 
of a basket of clean clothes sitting on the floor in your bedroom or in your wardrobe, mm-hmm. getting more creased than they need to, not getting used, or you're starting to pull clothes out of a washing basket to wear when the wardrobe's just there. So what I want to create for my clients is a really great system where it's easier to put clothes away than it is just to dump them on the ground. Yes, excellent. And so I think baskets and drawers at a low level actually help with that really well because what you can do is open them up, chuck stuff in and then close them and it's actually a really quick process. Now, the difference I would say between a basket and a drawer, a baskets are really for one particular category. For instance, my leggings. Leggings for work because I'm, you know, really active at work and getting grotty and, you know, need to be able to move around. So I have a large collection of leggings. Now, what I don't want to do is have my leggings in half a drawer and my T-shirts in another half a drawer and then you've got your shorts in another half of a drawer. So drawers tend to be bigger and so have to cater for more categories, whereas these baskets that pull out can just be one single thing and that's what I love. And so then carrying that through if you already have drawers and you kind of think, well, I I want that. I want to be able to just chuck socks and know exactly where they go. Is there some awesome drawer dividers that IKEA have? And I highly recommend them because what you can do is actually insert them into your existing drawers and you can have like one little container that is for your socks, undies, bras, stockings, whatever it would be. Have you ever used those, Kirsty? Yes, I have them in my tall boy. I have Uh. them in my top drawer. So I keep like with like as well, but in my tall boy because as you said they're larger drawers I've got my undies on one side of them in that little Ikea divider they're called they're called scub boxes s-k-u-double-b that's the name of them so listeners if you're not already following the Ikea queen that is Amy if you ever (laughs) need to know anything about Ikea if you need to know where to find it in an Ikea store, if you need to know the name yep. of a product, Amy is your walking, talking, breathing, living Ikea catalogue. <laughs> she knows everything about Ikea. It's true. She's been on TV I about Ikea. That's how much she loves Ikea. Ikea, if you're listening, please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> I'm actually getting some sponsorship from them on something else. Um, Yes, IKEA is the best. And I've often joked around that I'm actually bilingual because I can pronounce and understand all the names that IKEA have for their products. (laughs) I do love them because their products are so – look, do you know what? I could have a whole week just on my love of all things IKEA. Yes, maybe we should. But for do now, that let's talk about my love of yeah. the scub boxes, Kirsty. Yes. So on in my top drawer of my um, my tall boy, I've got that mm-hmm. I can't pronounce thing, and then on the other side, I've got scub. my bras all stacked up like yeah, beautiful into each other. So makes it easy. Mm-hmm. And the scub boxes are really good for kids too. Children need to have a natural place to put something. So Kirsty, what I found is I had a um, little girl who's was a client and mum had actually organized for me to come in and spend two hours with her daughter organizing her bedroom which I totally loved and as a mother of two boys going and organizing a girl's bedroom was pretty fun and I used these scub boxes to help her differentiate between where her socks went and where her school tights went so she was always saying to her mum I don't have any school tights in the winter 
And mum was getting frustrated because she knew that she'd bought enough. And what was happening is the tights were actually just getting hidden underneath 90s and T-shirts and socks and and all kinds of things that were meant to be in these drawers. And so by using the containers, she knew where to put them away. And then obviously she knew where to grab them when she needed them. That's what I do in my kids' wardrobes. We've actually got hanging space on one side and then drawers and cubby holes from Bunnings on the other side. And in the cubby hole section, they've got those scub boxes and in their top drawer. Ah, And so we separate out. So I've got two scub boxes, one for their school uniform T-shirts and one for their school uniform pants, shorts. Um, And then in their top drawer, we've got ones for their socks, ones for their undies and ones for soccer socks and like different type of socks. So their everyday socks and their school socks are separated so that they don't ever question where their school socks are (laughs) or where their school stockings are because if they're not in the box where they're meant to be, then it's not my problem. Exactly. (laughs) And who has time on a school morning to have your child running around going, I can't find my socks? Like, that's so frustrating. Yes. And parents, you know, we've been at school in primary school now for six years and we've never once been late. And partly that is because my children have full responsibility for their own things. So, you know, they don't lose things because they're the ones that put them away. Yes. And so they know they're the ones that have to find it. So, you know, if you're frustrated that your children are always driving you crazy, we can't find our school shorts, we can't find a top, you need to make it their responsibility and therefore their problem to fix. Yes. And And you'll find that that should make life a bit easier for you. Yes, we're the same. We have... We have never been late or if we have been late, it's been out of our control like roadworks in yeah. our new estate. Or maybe on the odd occasion it may have been because we've gone, oh, that's right, you've got a mufti day today <laughs> and we were meant to be <laughs> as we were walking out the door. But that very rarely happens because yeah. that's my job to be more organised than that. So, right. <laughs> but, yes, our kids are <laughs> – that's why I love – pushing back on my kids to make them put away their own clothes because then if they can't find it, that's their issue because they should have put it where it belongs and they know exactly yeah, and where it's, it. it's not about being mean parents. It's no. actually about responsibility and setting them up to be successful adults. Yes, totally, totally. And that's what we want. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For our kids. So, Kirsty, I want a few questions for you. Do you have a recommendation of coat hangers that you recommend to clients or a favourite that you use? Well, our favourite is actually the ones that you get from Bunnings, just the plain white ones. I do yep. like the ones that have got the little hooky things in so that it captures yep. everything. So yes. you can put yeah anything on them. But I actually love, you can buy from a store that Amy is not a fan of. <laughs> Good Howard storage. Howard. <laughs> um, they have a rack and I'll link to it in the show notes, but they've got a singlet hanger that... I've seen that. Yeah, I love it. I use it in my wardrobe because yeah. I love wearing singlets in the winter. So I've yeah, got quite too. a lot of singlets, but it only takes up the space of maybe two coat hangers because, right. and not even that, it's just because it gets a bit bulky with like 12, 10, 12 singlets on it. But it yep. only takes up the space of one hanger in on the rod. And I love that because then it saves space in a drawer. I've gotten the clothes out of the drawers so that I can actually see it. And then Uh. I know, actually, I don't need to buy another red singlet. I've got that red singlet. I just have better use it instead. So I love, I'm like you. I like. Oh, I look forward to looking at that as well. (laughs) Um, And I have one of those scarf holders from ikea yeah i love using too so there i definitely recommend them to clients i love yeah i love being able to hold more in the wardrobe than what at first you can yes here to hold and i love having all of the same coat hangers Uh (laughs) like please if you're listening and you've got a million different coat hangers please do yourself a favor Go out and spend $30 at Bunnings and replace all of those dry cleaning wire. Yeah, don't keep the wire ones. Only good for breaking into cars. Yeah, pretty much. And that's what I mainly use them for. (laughs) I think that is so important. You don't realize how annoying it is to have coat hangers that you don't love constantly saying to people if you don't love your coat hangers just go the ones from Kmart right so we're talking 25 cents per coat hanger and I'm not suggesting you need to replace them all at once but just go on every time they break get a new a new one and and get a new pack yes it's it's, yes we don't want you to be you know spending money all the time because Kirstie and Amy said you should but I tell you what there are some things you just want to get right you and I are all for repurposing. So yes. if that's what you need, if you can't afford the $2.50, that's totally fine. Please don't hear us saying that you need to go out and spend money. But we promise that you will love walking into your wardrobe just that little bit more if uh-huh. you have all the one style of coat hangers. The other thing that I love having I forgot to mention this last week in our um, decluttering session, but it will fit equally here, well, here, that I recommend to my clients, if they're not sure if they're ready to part with something, Mm. I recommend turning that coat hanger around the wrong way. Mm. So I recommend having all of the coat hangers 
facing so the hook goes over facing the back of the wall absolutely does that make sense so it makes it easy to pull it off and so what I recommend if you're unsure of a piece of clothing in your wardrobe and say like now it's winter and Uh you're like oh I'm not sure about that jacket turn it around the wrong way and then you can easily look at the end of winter and go, oh, I didn't use that clothes. So I That's know right. now I can get rid of that. And having it the wrong way works because then if you do use it, then you turn it around the right way and it's yeah, that's right. used and you know you used it. Whereas if you get to the beginning of the season, coming into spring, turn all your springy summer clothes the wrong way Mm. and then turn them back when you use them. So then you can look at the end of summer and go, actually, I never wore that dress. I never wore that top. I never wore that. And then I can just, you know, you can easily get rid of that because you know you didn't wear it. That's right. That's great advice. (laughs) That's really good advice. And it's objective. Yes. It's it's actually evidence. And it's no longer how do you feel. You're taking the emotion out of the decision and saying, nope, this is the reality. I have not worn this and I made a commitment and I'm going to stick to it. Yes. I love that. So anything else in that you love? Because we want to be mindful that not everybody can go and destroy their wardrobe. Some people might be no. living in rental properties <laughs> and ha- are stuck with what they've got. Correct. So, Well, I think I've got a few tips that I would give you. So for scarves and things like that, Scarves can take up a lot of room if they're not hung properly. And so there's these great little rails that you can buy. They're actually intended for the kitchen from Ikea. And you can buy these rails and install them and they fit scarves over them just perfectly. So this seems like a bit of an Ikea um, podcast today, but they're actually (laughs) called the Bygel, B-Y-G-E-L rail. So they're from Ikea and they're called the Bygel rail, B-Y-G-E-L. Believe it or not, they're only $1.50 and you can fit 15 scarves on there really easily so it's a great way to be able to see what you have and use what you have so another quick tip that I have in children's bedrooms is to remove the expectation that children have the ability to use shoe rails because the reality (laughs) is they don't and so my suggestion is to have a tub at the bottom of a child's wardrobe where they can just dump their shoes in there and so then when they want a pair of shoes they can go through and find both shoes but to expect children to line shoes up and have them facing the right way and always put them away I believe is unrealistic for most children yes And so if you can just put like a $5 flexi tub from Kmart in the bottom of a wardrobe, that can be an awesome solution to shoes just hanging around a bedroom or, you know, being hidden at the bottom of a wardrobe. Yes. That's what I find works really well for clients' children. The other thing I love in clients' children's room and in my children's room is actually Um, I know that doesn't work for your system because you love baskets at the bottom of wardrobes, but I like having that rail that you can buy um, that hooks onto the top rail and it drops the rail down so that it's kid-friendly height or little like toddler and Uh preschool-friendly height so that then they're not yanking on clothes and breaking clothes hangers. Have you ever experienced your children breaking clothes hanger because they're just yanking on the sleeve of a T-shirt? So that's annoying. Yeah, I love having big. And then that also teaches the kids that it's their responsibility to get their own clothes and to put their own clothes away because it's at kid friendly height. So I love that. And back onto the shoes, we love 
having the shoes by the garage door. We oh, have, good. We yep. just have, we actually have them in the garage, but I know that doesn't work for everybody. But we limit the uh, shoes that our children have. They've got one, they've got a pair of yes. sandals, a pair of thongs, a pair of sneakers, a pair of school shoes, and a pair of nice-ish shoes. As awesome. nice as boys' shoes can get for boys. Yeah. <laughs> And like one pair of boots for my daughter. So we really limit that. And they all fit in a tub or we have got a shoe rack, a home-built shoe rack. But my kids are a bit older and they can, you know, they're more than capable of putting their shoes together. But they've also got a basket on top that they chuck their everyday shoes in. And then that removes it from the bedrooms and especially if you live in a two-story house and you're like gearing walking out the door and the kids haven't got their shoes because they've left them in their bedroom we have them by the yeah we have it by the garage so you and we always have and we probably always will have it by the garage so that it's right there as you're walking out the house you put your shoes on and then it stops kids and us walking our house, our shoes through the house because we have a rule of no shoes Kirstie. in our house. Yeah, so, that's excellent. Yeah, and then it limits the amount of shoes and it means that they don't get – you don't have shoes scattered all through the house and you can't Yeah, there's nothing shoes. more frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand it. Yeah, and I know that's not going to work for everybody, but as with all of our tips, you can modify them and figure out what will work for your unique family. Take what you love, leave what you don't. Yeah. So what's your number one purchase from Ikea that you would recommend for people's wardrobes, Amy? (laughs) I think if anyone gets to build a wardrobe from scratch, I think you've got to look at some of the custom Ikea wardrobe inserts. So they have a couple of systems. My favourite is actually their more inexpensive brand. It's called the Algot, A-L-G-O-T, and you can customise that to kind of fit any space. It's shelving, rails, hooks, baskets, tubs. It's got everything. So if you were by some chance getting to do it straight from scratch, absolutely go that I can't recommend it highly enough I love how you know everything about Ikea you are my (laughs) Ikea encyclopedia I love it yep I do too it's just the best (laughs) (laughs) so we hope that that's been useful to you and that you've got some tips on how to organize your wardrobe and how to organize your laundry (laughs) and organize shoes and help your children be more organized as well so We'd love your feedback. We'd love to hear what your thoughts are and we'd love to hear some tips from you. Like if you've got any tips, if you think that you could beat Amy at being the walking, talking Ikea Oh, encyclopedia challenge yeah then come and join us over on our facebook page and we would love to do a guinness book of records world challenge of ikea oh, encyclopedia accepted kirsty challenge accepted <laughs> that would i'm be gonna read awesome. my ikea catalog cover to cover today <laughs> <laughs> i really want to meet yep. another amy is there one out there I met the so where I'm based in Melbourne. I met the head of the Richmond store the other day. Oh. I'm not even sure you that he would know more about the products than I would. I don't think anybody could. You live there, don't you? <laughs> you love I, that store. It has been reported on TV that they've called me the IKEA addict before. I don't think that's quite fair, but I get where they're coming from. Really? Um, and it was reported. You once. don't think it's fair? I think that's probably an understatement. <laughs> 
once they said Amy Ravel, an Ikea addict, visits Ikea stores every week. I thought, well, it's probably not every week, but then I thought it's actually that not far, not that far off. Yeah, and especially if you average it, if you go there like twice a week for different uh, clients. Correct. <laughs> so there you go. If there's anyone out there that thinks they can compare in the Great Ikea Challenge and Guinness World Record knowledge <laughs> of Ikea, I would happily jewel you and maybe we have like an Ikea voucher as the reward. Oh, that would be <laughs> awesome. Let's do that. Okay, here's our competition for the Art of Decluttering podcast. Beat Amy in your knowledge of IKEA products. You will win a $50 voucher to IKEA, sponsored by Feels Like Home Professional Organizers. (laughs) Challenge accepted. (laughs) Okay, it's been lovely as always chatting to you, Amy. I can't wait to hang out with you again next week. What are we going to talk about next week? Do we know yet? We do. Let me have a quick look. Next week we're talking about our pantries. Oh, that's a good one. I love pantries. I can't wait for that. And then we're going to get on to your other favourite topic, Tupperware. Tupperware. (laughs) Yeah, so between Ikea and Tupperware, pretty much I've got my loyalty sorted. (laughs) Yeah, whereas I am – so this is great because Amy is a one-shop one-stop shop girl, Ikea and Tupperware, and I am whatever works for you and your unique family. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And let's repurpose and reuse and who cares if it matches or not. Let's just get you organized. See, I have to rock in the corner if things don't match. I mean, I can deal with it for other people, but if my stuff doesn't match, I'm a basket case. (laughs) Well, our listeners are getting the best of both worlds this week. They really are. They really are. Well, we hope you can join us next week, guys. We've got so much to share with you about pantries. Yay! See you next week. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, do a girlfriend a favor and share this episode with her so that she too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganized.net or on Facebook as Simply Organized PO. And you can find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels Like Home PO. Don't forget, you can see the show notes in your podcast app. So if there's anything you want more info on, just check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes. We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some great tips to help you declutter and keep your home organized. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Enjoy the freedom.